1: yo what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for monday january 10th 2022 i want your host blessing Adioye jr joining me is my fellow forbes 30 under 30 the Lacroix poppy himself tim ma fucking gettys bless how are
0: you doing on this fine monday
1: i'm doing good i think it, it might be the longest i've gone without hosting a kfgd since i got hired
0: yeah that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense because last week was a weird one. You know, Greg's return and he took over mm-hmm. a lot more of the shows. He, he had that energy he had to get out. It's already over. Now he's yeah. just back. Now we no more celebrating Greg being back. Everybody. Okay. It happened. Congratulations. You're here. You're talking about Congrats. video games. You
1: had a baby. You did it. You, you did the thing baby. that most you people on this planet do. The world. <laughs> man, some might say that this planet is overpopulated. Why are you out here having babies, Greg? Damn. Greg. Think of it that way, Greg. Yeah. Greg. Greg. <laughs> Tim, it's nice to be here with you. I, yeah, again, yeah. it's been it's been a minute. I, I feel like I haven't done a one-on-one show with you for a while, right? Because like schedule schedules always get mixed up depending on what's going on during any given week. It's nice well, to see we, your well, face. Well, the thing
0: is, we didn't last week, and then before that was the break. So it's been yeah. at least three weeks, which is crazy. It's been at least three weeks. How you been? I've been good, real good. You know, I've been working on the theater. It's been my kind of big major project for my entire life, if you want to look at it that way. But specifically during the break, trying to dial it in, get everything cable managed. There's a lot of cables Mm -hmm. to manage. What's been the the latest update? Uh, Latest update is things are looking fucking hot fire. Let me tell you what. Uh, No, but the latest update is Kevin and I have been uh, trying to get subwoofer, like the bass shakers in the seats for all Mm -hmm. of them, which is awesome. And uh, they're in there, but now I need to cable them all up.
1: This might be a question for Kevin, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, at reason. what point? At what point do you like install some 40x type shit in there? Right now, mean, like, pretty pretty much water's much getting squirted point. in your face. Yeah,
3: I mean, I, that'll never happen because, like, I, I don't think anyone but me loves that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, he's got everything you need because it, it's the he's got the butt shakers in there. It's not what they're called, but uh, base uh shakers, base shakers. But uh, and like, that's a game changer yeah like, there's a i can't th- wait
0: for you to experience it bless it's gonna change you
1: i can't
3: wait to get back in there what's the next mm-hmm.
1: what, what are you gonna break it in with what's the I, next I don't know
0: movie? i don't know it's really kind of covid dependent and it's mm-hmm. i what i'm thinking is when spider-man no way home comes to home video <sighs> god i sound like an old man but whatever that happens home then video.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man i can't wait for that tim mm-hmm. you know what else i can't wait for from software's next game being yeah, armored for just, but, take to a carring zynga for 12 billion dollars and more because this is kind of funny games daily you should every week at 10 12 billion dollars yeah oh, we're gonna talk about mistake that mistake there Oh man, uh, you should every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, or you can listen later on podcast services around Post show housekeeping for you. As a reminder, we dropped a hot new line of merch over on slash store. So go check that out if your torso needs some new shirts. Uh, kind of Funny also has a new TikTok account. If you want some decent laughs at Quick Bursts, you can follow decent. the account <laughs> at Kind of Funny Games on TikTok. And uh, then remember, you can rate and review podcasts now on Spotify. So do me a favor and give Kind of Funny Games Daily and PSLoveU XOXO five stars if you have Spotify. And if you don't have Spotify, download Spotify and do me a quick solid. I don't have this mm. written down, but also PSLW XOXO is recording later today. We're talking all about PSVR with special guest Taylor Lyles over from IGN. So make sure to write write in with your questions and thoughts about PSVR too. And we'll talk about them on that show. And then also, one more request: it is Janet Garcia's birthday, which means she is taking hey. today off. She won't be on PS Love You. but Go over on Twitter uh, at, and tweet at her, at Gaymonesis, and give her the best birthday wishes. Uh, she's turning 19 years old today. You'd love to see it. That's a lie. She's not turning 19. She's way older than that. But, no, of course. You don't have to say that. Like, <laughs> we, we got it. It was cute. Yeah, but, like, somebody, every time somebody says my age out here, people are like, wow, he's 21. I'm like, no, no, I'm 27. People just, like, they, they make That's jokes. It's not true. Joke, we say you're 27,
3: and we're like, whoa, he's so young. Or, like, wait, no. We say, oh, wow, he's, he's a lot older than he looks. Because he yeah. looks so young. Bless.
1: And I don't understand why. I was talking to I was don't having do this, this conversation. Don't do about, this. Don't compare yourself I was having this conversation so this again. weekend. Cause like somebody was like, Yeah, you could pass for a teenager. And I'm like, I don't understand why. I don't understand what it is. You have about a young face. What are you My supposed to young do? face. So, you see, what do you got a young face? Nothing can I be. How big it's okay. your limbs. You know? You think it's my mm, limbs? Are they like up. too skinny? Just get real big. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I have skinny arms, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man. All I want is to not get carded anymore. Is that too much to ask? It's embarrassing have every you single thought time. about growing a beard? I, had, I, I,
3: I tried <laughs> one
1: I didn't like it that much. I didn't like it that much. Do you know how embarrassing it is when like you go on a date and it's like your your date is like, oh yeah, I'll have the uh, Pinot Grigio or whatever, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take a cider, and they're like, they only ask me for my card. Okay,
3: well maybe don't order <laughs> a
1: cider, you know, maybe you order it <laughs> an adult drink. <laughs> A cider isn't oh, an adult drink. Because beer tastes nasty. I love yeah, cider. Yeah, that's the problem right there. But <laughs> I want to talk about armored core. Why do we drink beer when it's? And I know that I know this is gonna start up a shit storm. So whatever, go for it. Tweet at me, I can't Greggy. Why do we drink beer when cider tastes significantly better? Huh, America? That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. Thank you to our pa- It's been a minute since I've been on the show. I miss being on the show. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, James Davis at James Davis Makes, Blackjack, and Pranksy. Today, we're brought to you by Me Undies, DoorDash, and Chime, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, forever will be, the Roper Report. It's, it's time for the news. news we have four stories today a uh, baker's dozen starting with really our quick point five What's really up, quick
2: Blake? every time you go to lunch in the future with me at the new studio and you don't order an apple juice i'm gonna be like why well, aren't you drinking an apple juice it tastes
1: great it's just like a cider i said well he uh, here's, the he here's the thing here's the thing, thing. What do you go? Do you when you go out to lunch? Do you order beer flavored water? No, because like beer is the thing you you save for when you go out and drink, and then you have the option to drink cider when you're out drinking. That's the thing. Like apple juice is great. I don't know what shade you're throwing at apple juice. Yeah, don't be talking <laughs> shit about AJ.
2: It's just what I mean. what you're saying it tastes great. So I'm just like, well, okay. When next time you want a milkshake, get an apple juice. Like what are you talking about? Like you know what I mean? Milkshake what, when also
1: you... tastes great. Beer tastes nasty. Is the point here? You gotta refine yeah. your palate. This is why yeah, everybody you thinks you order off the kids' true. menu. Yeah, <laughs> right, don't go. I don't, don't like be it with than but the band's right. Don't be out here underrating the kids' menu, first of all. all right? Oh my God. <laughs> you, get to- you get toys with that thing. Story number one <laughs> Take Two has acquired Zynga. <laughs> this is Daniel Pardis at GamesIndustry.biz. Take Two Interactive has announced it has reached a deal to acquire mobile developer Zynga. The publisher will purchase all outstanding shares of the Farmville maker with a total enterprise value of approximately $12.7 billion. The transaction represents a 64% premium to Zynga's closing share price on Friday, January 7th. The acquisition sees Zynga's portfolio of mobile titles fall under the Take-Two umbrella, including uh, Empires and Puzzles, Merge Dragons, and Harry Potter Puzzles and Spells. Zynga CEO Frank Gabo and President of Publishing Bernard Kim will oversee the the firm's integration into Take-Two and lead the company's combined Zynga and Take-Two mobile games business, which will operate under the former. Take Two is also set to expand its board of directors to ten members, adding two members from Zynga's board. Looking ahead, Take Two expects mobile to mobile to comprise over fifty percent of net bookings for fiscal year 2023 as a result of the merger, compared to the estimated twelve percent in 2022. The transaction is expected to close during Take Two's first fiscal quarter, 2023, uh, ending June 30th, 2022. My birthday. Hey, happy birthday. We are thrilled to announce our transformative transaction with Zynga, which significantly diversifies our business and establishes our leadership position in mobile, the fastest growing segment of the interactive entertainment industry, said Take Two CEO and Chairman Strauss Zelnick. Quote, This strategic combination brings together our best-in-class console and PC franchises with a market-leading, diversified mobile publishing platform that has a rich history of innovation and creativity. Zynga also has a highly talented and deeply experienced team, and we look forward to welcoming them into the Take-Two family in the coming months, end quote. For its most recently reported quarter, Zynga reported revenues of $705 million, a 40% year-over-year increase in earnings, and managed to improve its bottom line with reduced losses over the course of 2021. The transaction also marks the games industry's most valuable deal yet, beating out Tencent's 2016 acquisition of Supercell for $8.6 billion and Microsoft's acquisition of Bethesda Parent, ZeniMax, for $7.5 billion in 2020. Tim. Tim. That's, That's a lot of money. Twelve point seven billion dollars. Yo, and you know to
0: put that in context a little bit, like Kev, wasn't Star Wars sold to Disney for four billion? Four,
1: four
3: billion. That's three Star Wars. That's one when they said I was like they can't be right. Like isn't the Zenga yeah. building always like fucking going like ah uh, like the uh, closing or some shit? I feel like every other week it's like oh it's closing. Used to I be Sega. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know about that. I don't know about anything you just said. Yeah, no. So, one does. I mean
1: that sounds like very Kevin thing to know though
0: yeah kevin's I don't, like I don't eyeing the
1: zynga building he's like okay maybe you could buy this then you kind of funny studio the,
0: the sega building in downtown sf mm. did close but the zynga building never closed i don't mm. think and they're different mm. buildings <laughs> like just to be extra clear Are uh, they?
3: but for real yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah oh yeah 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 I'll
3: check, that uh, I'll check that out check that out
0: plus uh let me ask you a question uh-huh. zynga right yeah. zynga. what comes to mind uh, what games
1: does zynga make what comes to mind is the f- era of facebook when like applications and games are dominating right mm-hmm. farmville uh uh like was candy crush zinga no that's king it was, uh, yeah it's like i mean like yeah the facebook games come to mind honestly so i'm sure like plenty of mobile that's stuff the interesting well.
0: thing the mobile game is words with friends is like the big one and of yeah. course there's, there's been other big ones but it yeah, is originals. interesting because like hearing this i i feel like a lot of us are you know, kind of not that into that world. So we hear it all. We just associate King and Zynga as being essentially the same thing, but they're very much not. Like Zynga, this is way more, like you were saying, that Facebook type stuff that did translate to mobile. And a lot of the people playing were playing Facebook games and stuff on mobile devices um so that's kind of interesting but i do think that that's a key note that this is not king king is part of activision blizzard so we are now having take two which is another one of the kind of big old i'm gonna gobble you up motherfuckers and activision kind of going head to head in, in an interesting way where zynga and uh king are kind there's some parity between them uh even though they do slightly different things but at the end of the day what they both do is make a shit ton of money uh over and over and over for like low-hanging fruit type stuff so this isn't surprising especially as we move into this era of cryptocurrency and what that means for video games like i don't think it'd be a surprise that this is kind of a first step towards that shift for take two which that's going to be something for everybody uh, to deal with but i also think that this is Probably them continuing to leverage their IP in different platforms, especially on mobile. Like we've already seen GTA get put onto um, every mobile device imaginable, you know, and like so many yeah. different ports, like so the many classic, different forms.
1: Like the GTA trilogy, CNAs yeah. in those games,
0: exactly. Um, so it's it's not like they're a stranger to to putting things on mobile platforms, but I do think that so far they haven't done the like. When we think of mobile games, like when the gotcha stuff and all that, they haven't done that as far as I know, and at the very least, they haven't done it successfully.
1: Yeah. And I this is a this is a huge move for them, right? When you look at that that specific figure of Take Two expects mobile to comprise over fifty percent of net bookings for fiscal year 2023, uh compared to the estimated twelve percent in 2022, right? They're looking for mobile to be a huge part of the strategy going forward. And you mentioned them already having put the original GTA games on mobile, right? This strikes me as them trying to figure out how to translate their current IPs into mobile IPs. And that's the thing that even Strauss-Zeldick has said in one of the quotes floating out there from their investor call, right? He says here, quote, perhaps most importantly, we have the ability together and talking about about Take-Two and Zynga from both a development and a publishing point of view to optimize the creation of new titles based on Take-Two's core intellectual property. When you talk about core intellectual property for Take-Two, you're talking about some big games, right? You are talking about GTA. You're talking about Borderlands. You're talking about a wide array of games. Uh, And... You know you mentioned gta being on platforms the gta game that has seen plenty of platforms now is gta 5 right and that is the one game that isn't on mobile i can easily 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 see them going all right gta 5 is one of the most profitable games ever at this point we have put it on every we, we either put it or are putting it on every major console platform out there how more can we can we proliferate right what else can we put this on how can we continue to push gta online I mean, mobile is the next step, whether that is current GTA Online or whatever GTA Online is for the future, whatever G- GTA 6 inevitably comes out. Well,
0: bless you. you know what's interesting, too? Obviously, GTA uh, 5 is, is an online specifically great things to pull out there. But mm-hmm. what else does Take-Two own? 2K. What else does 2K not own but make? NBA, 2K, NBA. Yeah. Right. It's like there's there's a lot of possibility for a lot of money to be made from all this. But it is just interesting to look at the list of games from Zynga and to try to figure out what the application could look like, uh, because th- a lot of these aren't the traditional type of mobile games that we, we think of. So I don't know. This whole thing kind of reads to me as kind of a distraction and not fully telling the truth of what's going on I do think it's more trying to get user base and trying to get um the, the Facebook type connections than it is necessarily mm-hmm. about making the mobile games like they're saying it is but we'll see and also yeah. Zynga does make games someone in the chat I saw earlier saying like they're working on uh Star Wars hunters on the switch so it's not like they're just Facebook games or just um mobile games but they do make quote-unquote real games so yeah I
1: don't know And one more thing, one more quote I want want to pull from Strauss Zelnik as well, right? And It's him talking about some of the properties that they're working with, right? Uh, I'm pulling from an IGN article written uh, by Jill Screbels who writes, quote, Our labels are home to some of the most iconic brands in the world, including Grand Theft Auto, which we've talked about, Red Dead Redemption, uh, Midnight Club, NBA 2K, like you mentioned, Bioshock, Borderlands, Sid Meier's Civilization, Mafia, and and Kerbal Space Program, uh, end quote. And like, you know some of those i can see some of those it's like okay do we are they going to make a a mobile version of uh uh, mafia for example right that seems like a bit further fresh thing but who knows maybe they did the remake uh last year or i guess two years ago at this point we're in 2022 that's wild uh they made that remake and put it out right and so it's not like they're not thinking about mafia um interesting that they say midnight club that's the one that kind of sticks out there is like a out of all those games, Midnight Club hasn't been around for a long time. Why do you really consider Midnight Club an actual key property for Take-Two? I think that's just an interesting one to throw out there. I don't know if it means anything, but interesting that they mention it. But yeah, like you say, right? NBA 2K, I can see how that translates. I can see, I can see especially translating that to a mobile strategy, how you can double down on that in order to sell players, sell uh, uh, like points allocated to your players. i have not playing NBA 2K, my, my creative player, so I don't know how exactly how that works. But, Knowing what the conversation around NBA 2K a lot of the times is, it seems like there's a lot to my act there on the uh, <laughs> in the in the mobile space, and so I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Uh, civilization, I can see it. even things like Herbal Space Program, I'm sure there are ways you can translate that to mobile and other platforms in order to make that um a bigger deal to more players that maybe won- wouldn't play it on consoles. Uh, and so it's very fascinating stuff like $12 billion. That's an amount of money that you're not going to put to waste, and so I expect to see. To, I expect for this to be a huge uh, shift in strat- strategy for them. I think it could be what you're talking about, right? In terms of hey, yeah, let's put let's get our foot in the door of Facebook and you know get, have those connections that Zynga has as a company. But I also think it's that twofold thing of let's do that and also like figure out how to really take advantage of the money we can make by translating the IPs that we have to mobile.
0: Yeah, absolutely,
1: Tim. I got something exciting I want to talk about. And that Let's is From Software's next game being the return of Armored Core. This is story number two. I'm pulling from Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. From Software's next armored core game has reportedly been confirmed via a consumer survey. Reset era user Red Licorice claimed on Saturday that he'd receive uh, a survey from the Elden Ring and Dark Souls studio, which seemingly reveals the first details on the next unannounced mech combat game. The unnamed installment, which would be the first full Armored Core title since 2012, is said to feature a sci-fi world created by Hidetaka uh, Miyazaki with three-dimensional dynamic action and a high degree of freedom and customization. Quote, the game is a third-person shooter mecha action title that lets you move around an overwhelmingly scaled map that represents a unique sci-fi world with dynamic mech action, the alleged survey reads. "Quote: You will face strong enemies in fierce battles, both long and short range, using weapons, using guns and blades." End quote. The synopsis for the game reportedly sees government, or sees the government corporations, cultists, and unknown mercenaries battling over an alien substance that can quote drastically advance human society. End quote. According to the user, quote, the boss fight looked quite soulsy. The long range gunfire reminded me of virtual on. That's my frame of reference. I'm not a mech fan and haven't played any armored core games. The player character in a white mech uh went in close to the bigger robot boss uh and fought with a with like an energy or laser sword. Uh, this looked soul style. Uh, end quote. The user continued to say, quote, the field gameplay, the player in in the same uh, white mech seemed to be following a couple of other players in the distance, co-op, question mark, uh, and they're walking, flying close to the ground maybe, through a snowy area towards either a large wall or gate. This seemed Soulsy too. The vastness of the architecture, but it wasn't a castle, more like a worn down metal slash stone wall or gate. It was quite short, end quote. Tim, what what is your take here on this armored core game from from software i mean yo this is kind of hype right like this could, i think that
0: this is the best chance armored cores ever had to succeed and what a fucking story man more sayings out there i'm sure uh ready to write in and ask questions as he's asked about when we're gonna get a new armored core for a bazillion years here It's kind of funny uh but i i love that we've known that they've been working on an armored core game like it was announced a long time ago or at least like in the background it's been being worked on uh but it, now coming from from software after the success and the rise of souls uh that we've had in the last decade like i think that you know to say that souls has become a genre of its own is like almost ridiculous like it is so much more than that at this point where it's just like souls games are such a thing and it it's been proven by things like Sekiro winning game of the year doesn't even need souls in the name people understand what it is you know they they know what it means uh to be a bloodborne to be dark souls demon souls all this stuff so to kind of take that and apply it to armored core i think is brilliant because it allows a different type of gameplay in the same way that Sekiro was a little bit more uh action uh focused just like Bloodborne compared to the the Souls games mm-hmm. Armored Core allowing like long range like a little bit more focus on lasers and shit but also like they're describing here having the the, the up close melee sword laser sword type shit I think this could really work and guess what people love mechs and people love Souls games and people really love Miyazaki so you put those things together and like Yo, that's not only the best chance Armored Core has to be relevant, but it's the best chance Armored Core to has, has to be good. And this has the potential to be a game of the year type contender, if done right. That's crazy. I, yeah. I can't believe I'd ever say that about an Armored Core game, but like, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, like you said, it's it's crazy when you say that about armored core, right? Not that armored core previous armored core games have been bad or anything like that, but it's more so the thing of from software, since releasing whatever the last armored core game was, what during like the PS3 era, I imagine, kinda funny.com slash you're wrong, they've they've risen to a new echelon of developer. Like they have they have made a name for themselves in a way that goes beyond like, oh yeah, from software, they're that we're that that studio that we know for making cool action games that have a niche audience. To now, being that developer, where this year they have one of the one of the high, most highly anticipated titles in Elden Ring, right? A few years ago, they had a game of the Game Awards Game of the Year winner in Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, right? Midway through the last generation of games, they had Bloodborne, which plenty of people would probably consider to be one of, if not the best, uh, uh, PlayStation exclusive title on the platform, right? The audience is that passionate about it to be that studio and to be able to come full circle and go cool, now after putting out Demon Souls and putting out Dark Souls, putting out Sekiro and putting out Elden Ring, you know, what do we want to do next? You know what? Let's go back to one of our, no pun intended, one of our core titles in Armored Core, and let's bring it back. Let's take the learnings that we've had over the last decade. Let's take Miyazaki, who is proven to be one of the best lead directors in the industry right now, and let's put him on this title that, you know, unlike Elden Ring, isn't necessarily a new IP. Elden Ring has the thing of, it's, Essentially, a, a a successor to Dark Souls, right? It is open world. It's speaking to the From Software audience in that way, and Elden Ring is going to be hella successful because of it. Armored Core has probably a lot of the same things in terms of hey, this is From Software, this is Miyazaki. You know, the fan base is going to rock with this, but also. It's an IP that you know. It's an IP that plenty of people want to see return. It's an IP that is different from everything else that we've made. And from software, they've proven that when they make something that's different from what they what they've made before, they still they they still know how to adapt their their design sensibilities to make it good, right? Bloodborne was different from Dark Souls, yet Bloodborne still hit. Sekiro was even more different. Sekiro still hit, right? Elden Ring is going to be open world. We'll see if that hits. I I am confident that that's probably going to hit, right? Like after all of that. Seeing them work on Armor Core, which probably couldn't possibly be even more different, man, I can't wait to see how they do it and to see them possibly knock it out the park. Absolutely,
0: man. I mean, looking here, Armor Core Five seems to be the last core title. This was released back in 2012 on the PS3 mm-hmm. and 360. There's a, a couple uh, spinoffs after that, but yeah, that's a it's a long time, man. And I feel like this is a, a great shot at, for them to potentially just completely reboot it and change what the franchise is and means to people. Um, and yeah, it's the most. The, the highest potential for the most audience they've ever had. And this game can speak loudly to people. Like I haven't talked oh, yeah. to Andy about this and I haven't seen his reactions, but I can only imagine he's stoked out of his fucking little mind about this. Cause you're going to give yeah, Andy yeah. Cortez mechs and from software, like with what that means nowadays, like it's so funny cause like this is where it all began, right? From software with armored core, but it just means something different now. So I like that from software means something different now what could that mean for armored core now and i think it can mean something really damn cool
1: now, does this speak to you when this Armored Core game c- comes out? And as as I asked this question too, Kevin, you, if you can bring up the screenshots because over on I think it was Reddit or some website, it might have been Reset Era. Um, it looks like screenshots have been uploaded. Yeah, Reset Era. Uh, screenshots from the consumer survey have been uploaded, and the screenshots very low quality because I think this person was trying to scrub out the uh, watermarks that were on it, so you can't really see things too clearly. But it is a taste of what this Armored Core game might look look like based on the consumer survey. Tim, is this something that might speak to you? I mean, dude, I love mechs, so why not, man? Like, I, I'm interested.
0: I remember the Armored Core soundtrack kicking ass, and, like, mechs and kick-ass soundtracks go a long way for me. Um, and that on a quality video game, like, that's it's exciting for sure.
1: Yeah. I'm the, I'm the same, where you know, mechs, in theory, really speak to me, right? And, I, of course, I love things like Metal Gear, and even Nier Automata had, ha- like, Mech seats in it and shit. That Zone of the bustle. Enders. Zone of the Enders, right? And, like, I... I, I've I've never played a mech game that is specifically an armored core like mech mech game where it is hey no you are controlling the mechs. you are playing this the ones that I've tried have haven't necessarily stuck with me like I tried out uh, Damon X Machina when that came came out mm. and it just it just did not stick with me and so like you know I th- I I think I'm in the the circle of people who are like ready for something to come through that like I get hooked in into um, but like I just haven't had that come by yet and so like I really hope that this is this because like you know again from software talented developer developer that i've grown to love now and like i think if anybody's gonna do it well it's it's gonna be them Hell yeah. so i cannot wait for it tim you know what else i can't wait for for people to check out patreon.com slash kind of funny games where they can go and get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors
2: Relationships aren't perfect, and Me Undies is celebrating our imperfectly perfect matches with their new Valentine's Day collection. I don't have to read the ad anymore. I can just tell you I'm wearing Me Undies, ladies and gentlemen. Always have been, always will. You know, not always, I guess. But what happened is I had a bunch of underwear I didn't like that much, and then I tried a couple pairs of Me Undies, and I was like, these are amazing. And I ordered a whole bunch of Me Undies, and now it's all I wear. And I am due for more. Maybe I'll do it here. Back to the ad. Gifting underwear for Valentine's Day? Wow, real groundbreaking. Express your one of a kind relationship when you match your bottom half to your better half and fun limited edition prints and if you're single don't worry you can mingle in matching pairs with your friends or even get dog hoodies and buddy bands to match your four-legged pal me and says a great offer for our listeners for a limited time only get 25 percent off your first order of matching pairs for valentine's day and as a first-time purchaser, you can also get 15% off in free shipping right now to your door. To get 25% off matching pairs, 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com/kinda funny. That's meundies.com/kinda funny. Guess what I use all the time, ladies and gentlemen? DoorDash. That's right. I come down here, I record the shows. I come upstairs. Jen's taking care of our newborn. It's a three-month-old. Our three-month-old. And guess what? We're both too tired to make food, so we order on DoorDash. We do it all the time, and you should too. You've got back-to-back meetings, errands to run, and chores to take care of. What's the secret to clearing your to-do list? A little help from DoorDash, along with the restaurants you love. You can now get groceries and other essential items delivered to your door with DoorDash. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour with over. 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos. Choose from your favorite national chains like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download, that's you, download the DoorDash app and enter the code GAMES2021. That's 25% off, up to a $10 value, in zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter the code GAMES2021. Don't forget that code is GAMES2021. One for 25% off your first order with DoorDash, subject to change. Terms apply. Kick off 2022 with a better checking account with no monthly fees, no overdraft fees, no foreign transaction fees, and no service fees. Get all that and then some with Chime, an award-winning app and debit card. They've also got over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs all over the place. Like at most Walgreens, 7-Elevens, or CVSs, you can access your money when you need it, where you need it. Make sure you make the first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members, FDIC. Get fee-free transactions at a Money Pass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any Allpoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Otherwise, out of network ATM, withdrawal fees may apply. Sometimes pay anyone instant transfers can be delayed. The recipient must use a valid debit card or be a chime member to claim funds.
1: Before we get into story number three, Tim, there was a new trailer that popped up this morning that Mm. I watched. That Mm. I I don't know how I feel about. I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, a trailer for Bel Air. I have not seen it yet. I (laughs)
0: have it pulled up, and after the show, I'm gonna watch it.
1: Wait, what is it? The it Fresh is, Prince reboot. Yeah, the Fresh oh, Prince of Bel-Air like the, reboot. The dark but it's, reboot? like, gritty. Yeah. And I watched the trailer. Halfway through the trailer, I, like, I felt like I was losing my mind.
3: <laughs> really? I was laughing uh. at it.
1: Yeah. I. Oh, you're laughing I might watch it? it. I was laughing because it's that the... It, 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 watching it feels like you're watching a parody trailer on YouTube that, like, a fan made of, like, well, Oh, what if we took this, like, popular thing and, like, made it gritty and, like... Recontextualize well, certain bits as like, oh, this is fucked up now. That's that's what and it is. Real. Yeah,
3: that's what that's how it came to be.
0: Someone did that, and now yeah. it's a show.
1: And Will Smith and saw that and was like, "Let's turn that
3: to a show." But that's like, that's like not watching even a the joke, trailer- I think that's exactly what happened. Will Smith was like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." I think he You know what silly. other
0: show Will Smith's involved in? Cobra What's Kai, that? executive producer, baby. You got to watch that shit. Really, less. you're fucking Stay lying. Tuned. I didn't know that up
3: right now. He just made that up. There's no way that's true.
0: No, look at any episode. Will Smith credited
3: like our you will know smith. i'm not going to look at any episode tim so you're I mean, not our round. will
0: smith the will smith i mean not that's the, he's my uh, he's my will smith. I'm, not will I'm not talking about i'm not talking about games
1: industry will smith i'm talking yeah. when i say my will smith i mean fresh prince of bel-air will smith
0: yes A that will smith because yeah because yeah. of the karate kid reboot with his kid
1: oh shit holy cow holy it's all cow connected it's all connected that's wild that, I now. now I gotta watch it. This. I feel like I'm not. I, I,
0: I'm not I know I normally would fuck with you guys. I'm not fucking around with this. I swear to God.
1: But yeah, I consider, STG. I'll consider. S T G. Even even if this is that like good a. Shit? <laughs> what? Nothing. Kevin. Kevin. <laughs>
3: God damn it!
1: <laughs> I love you so much, Kevin. you think him, even if it's like a, oh, a periscope STG. type shit. Even if, even if you do it on, like, your own personal Instagram, I need you to, like, live react to this Fresh Prince trailer is all I'm saying. Right? <laughs> I, need to, I need to see your reaction. Or just text okay. me your reaction. Just okay. let me know okay. because I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. Mm. It's mm. all over the place. Uh, Tim, you else mm. is all over the place? This episode of KFGD. Let's get back on track with story number three. Sources say Sony has switched the Twisted Metal reboot developer. This is Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. PlayStation has changed its plans for the in-development Twisted Metal reboot, sources have told VGC. Last year, VGC reported that a new Car Combat installment, uh, which by release would be the series' first in over a decade, has started early development at the Liverpool, UK-based Destruction All-Stars developer, Lucid Games. However, Video Games Chronicle has been told that the project has been, has since ceased development at Lucid, and according to sources, Sony has decided to, to instead move the series' revival to one of its first-party Studios in Europe. Sony Interactive Entertainment and Lucid Games did not immediately respond to a request for comment. It's understood Sony still intends to bring back the Car Combat series in time to coincide with an upcoming TV series in 2023, and early work has begun at the unnamed first-party studio. Sources did not provide an explanation for the change in developer. However, one person suggested that the poor reception to Lucid's PS5 title, Destruction All-Stars, could have contributed to the decision. Tim where are you at with this one you know it's a
0: bummer man Twisted Metal is very similar to me to Star Fox in so many ways in that I love it so dearly and so much and I just don't have any real hope that we're ever going to get anything that touches Star Fox 64 or Twisted Mm -hmm. Metal Black and at some level that's fine we have those those aren't going away i can always go back to them and get my kick i do think Star Fox 64 holds up a hundred percent uh and i can stand by that because i played through it recently on the switch oled with the or not oled with the uh, online on my oled and uh with twisted metal black it's like some of the things that i loved most about it were the kind of edge lordy kind of pushing the boundary shit that are Probably cringy and embarrassing now, but when I was like 12 years old, hearing Sweet Tooth say motherfucker was the coolest thing in the world. Um, So I don't know what a modern Twisted Metal could look like to satisfy me uh but i'm hopeful and i want to see it like i think twist of metal is a very cool franchise with cool ideas um i did not like the ps3 version of it because it stripped away what i like most about twist of metal which is the characters nice. um and they they like pared that down like ridiculously um but yeah this this news is not surprising i guess at the end of the day i'm a little happy because i didn't like destruction all-stars from little i played and it is kind of that thing i always talk about like with smash brothers and the playstation all-stars battle royale if you're gonna do the thing just do the thing and they yeah. didn't quite do it Like they were just like yeah, it's like Twisted Metal, but it's not and it, it's a it's a different type of shit and then hearing that they were working on Twisted metal it's like okay well they didn't really get it right the first time so I don't know. Uh, I also don't think that they fucked it up that bad. So it's interesting to see where this is actually going to land. I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up just not happening and getting canceled somewhere along the way. The fact that they doubled down and officially talked about the TV show at CES a couple days ago is surprising to me. Like, I'm, what the hell is that going to be? I hope that it's good. I think it has even less of a chance of being good. You see that
1: it stars uh, Anthony Mackie?
0: No, I didn't. That's, that's cool old, that's as hell. That's old though. news,
1: but yeah, like uh, from the the on Variety, I think the synopsis is out there for like what this story setup is. It's him essentially, I think, delivering a package in the twisted metal mm-hmm. universe. Uh, and in my head, I contextualize that as like this is a this is a very specific reference, but like a combination of uh Mad Max and <laughs> the movie Thirty Minutes or Less. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I have. Yeah, the movie is about the pizza delivery driver. He gets a bomb strapped to him. I. I think it might be a meeting of the middle somewhere in there, and if that's the case, I think it has potential. I think that could sound. I think that sounds kind of fun. Anthony Mackie, I think, is a funny dude. Uh, who like I want to see in more comedic roles. Um, I hope it's that. It could. It could be gritty. It could be like serious and gritty. I don't necessarily want that. Uh, from a twisted metal Anthony Mackie series, but if they if they lean into into sort of the camp of it and the goofiness of it. I think there could be something cool there. I think the interesting thing about this news is that the TV series, the upcoming TV series, is due in 2023. And if a studio is in like the beginning processes of making this game, what does this game look like coming out in 2023? So, I mean, that, that's the interesting thing about this, though, is that a
0: Twisted Metal game, I think, ironically, less is more. With it, like, I feel like it being a smaller title is actually the best chance of actually succeeding, because the thing about it is at its core, it's a multiplayer game. And what a multiplayer game means in 2022 or three is very different than what it meant back on the original PlayStation. Right. Twisted Metal 2 is one of the most iconic multiplayer games of all time. uh, But that was for a very different time. Mm -hmm. Now there's different expectations. And I think that the Twisted Metal PS3 game really came out at a uh, a fascinating time of trying to redefine what multiplayer can mean in that ps3 era but it totally didn't stick the landing and that was at a time when multiplayer was being redefined by things like call of duty so where we're at now for a twist of metal su- to succeed i don't know that that's possible like on a major big level so don't put this out as a big AAA game put it out as something smaller like i'm not even necessarily saying free to play i think even more like the 20 30 type of title yeah that because i'm putting that price tag there's an expectation to it right um i think that could work and i think that wouldn't require as long of a development cycle depending on what they make the game like, if they just go back to what it used to be and what you're saying even about, like, sticking with the campiness of it all, like, I think they could make something fun, like a more, like, retro nostalgia kind of game as opposed to we're trying to redefine online multiplayer.
1: Yeah. Also, uh, John Bob Stab and chat mentions the show is being written by the Deadpool and Zombie guy, Land guys, too, which I think led me down that line of thinking of, mm. oh, yeah, this has to be more campy, has to be more um, uh, goofy. And I'm right there with you that it, making a Twisted Metal game in 2022 or 2023 is a it's a task right like it, it I, there are so many questions that pop up of how do you make this work if it's an online uh, game if it's an online only game w- what are the modes that need to be in there to make it work does it need to be just deathmatch do you do you need to make it objective based do you have to take cues from like a like an overwatch or a like Or even a Fortnite or like something that is doing it right right now in terms of this is how you make an ongoing game in 2022, right? Like what cues do you need to take? I don't know how you do that with a car-based game, like a car combat-based game, because we don't have many examples of that type of game that's out there killing it right now. I mean, there's Rocket League, right? But that is that's soccer right that is that is a sports game at its heart uh hey they call it soccer. They, that's that's them that's not me i didn't they make did, that
0: but then you didn't need to bless you didn't have to do that you brought that to this blessed show okay right. it didn't, you it did didn't, that
1: it didn't feel right saying out loud i'll be all admit it I didn't, I didn't i didn't like it coming out of my mouth but hey here we are but I liked you know it. hey kevin liked it uh uh you know rocket league of kind of has it but that's kind of a different thing like if you're if you're focusing in on what makes twisted metal twisted metal it has to be destruction it has to be combat and trying to make that work character i'm telling you guys this has is what to be makes character twisted right? metal
0: special is the characters is the wackiness and the backstories and you like the one thing to me that they need to nail uh on top of the gameplay and stuff because the gameplay will translate to to multiplayer if you just get it right but what they need is investment in characters and story where i want to play through the very short campaign with multiple characters because i want to see their midpoint story their endpoint story it's an old type of nostalgic gaming that we don't see too much nowadays but as the industry kind of matures and grows and the definition of what is retro moves with that Mm -hmm. the idea of 2d platformers being retro is over <laughs> like 2d platformers are retro 2d platformers are now as common as anything else that they're just a genre <laughs> yeah you know like they're just 2d platformers they're just back and I feel like now it's kind of going to that next step and I, I do think that they can make a twisted metal work again as a smaller title but just understanding the core of what people actually latched onto in the first place
1: apocalypse cow and chat says uh character which, I, I, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, you know, are over. <laughs> hey, there you go, there you go. My my one other question too is who is working on this now? If it's not if it's if it's not uh uh Lucid, then what European PlayStation Studio is working on this? Uh, I look at the list of European PlayStation Studios, right? And we have XDev which is a support studio. They're not doing it. Nixus, which is a port house, right? They port shit to the PC. They're not doing it. Media Molecule, which, I got, I hope they're not, not not doing it. I wouldn't think Media Molecule is doing it, right? Housemark, they're not doing it. Guerrilla Games, they're probably not doing it. That brings us to Firesprite and London Studio. London Studio has already been working on a multiplayer title for a little bit. There was a, uh, a job posting that went up, I think, last spring now, uh, that they're looking for, to hire people to work on a PS5 multiplayer game. And so unless unless they're somehow doing both or they put that title on pause to work on this. I don't know if they're they're working on this, but it's a maybe, right? It's maybe. And then the other being fire sprite, could be a good t- contender. Historically, they're doing VR games, right? And they are working on the newly announced Horizon game that is coming mm-hmm. out for PSVR 2. And so it seems like they're pretty busy, but they're also a really big studio. I believe they're Sony's biggest European studio at this point, or one of the biggest European studios for Sony at this point. And so, like, hey, maybe they have the bandwidth to also work on a console, a um, uh, uh, Twisted Metal game as well. But it seems like it's, it's between those two. And if I had mm-hmm. to guess, I'll probably guess Fire Sprite uh, for the size of that studio. Uh And so we'll see. We'll see about that one. Let's round out the report with story number four. Uh, This is a rumor. Paramount has reportedly signed a deal with Epic Games to bring characters to Fortnite. This is Jacob at Fortnite News. (laughs) Only 12 days after it was revealed that Microsoft is working uh, with Epic Games to bring characters to Fortnite, the same source has shared information of a similar deal with Paramount. According to the latest Xbox-era podcast on YouTube, Paramount has signed a deal with Epic Games that will allow multiple characters to be added to Fortnite as wearable outfits. During the podcast, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were mentioned as the main characters that Epic is working to introduce to the game. Hell yeah. Uh, With the newly signed deal between Epic and Paramount, it's likely that more than just the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles will be coming to Fortnite. It's worth noting that Paramount owns SpongeBob SquarePants, Avatar The Last Airbender, and many more characters that could all potentially be added to the game in the future. So take that all with a grain of salt. But it it sounds like a thing, right? That sounds like it makes sense.
3: Aang gliding down would be so cool. But Aang holding a submachine gun?
1: (laughs) You know, less cool,
3: I guess.
1: (laughs) I mean, they've, they've given more ridiculous character guns in that game, right? Like, why is Spider-Man running around with a Glock in his hand? Kevin doesn't make sense. Kev, who who are your kind of...
3: Like,
0: do you have a main, or like no, do you kind of alternate between a couple?
1: I have 75, like,
3: pre-built characters that I put together. Wow. That, that it alters <laughs> in between. And uh, I'm very excited when I get any number of them. But, like, I don't know. Like, some of my favorite ones are, like, characters that... Don't like they're not real characters they're just made by Fortnite, but I also I'm a huge fan of like getting Terminator or Iron Man or uh, Sigourney Weaver from uh, Aliens.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what about when you get That's to be Donatello? Is, is that gonna is that your end game? Oh
3: fuck yeah! Well I mean that no I I would I would uh, I'm probably at some point gonna start deleting the generic ones that are made by Fortnite that don't hit as hard for the characters that I like more like your Supermans or Spidermans. Mm-hmm. Um Rick and Morty's. God, there's so many good ones. And it's and and we, the games can we play for so long that we see a lot of those people too. Like I'm Got getting it, a, I'm getting a good mix of that's those 75 pre-built.
1: We can go up to hundred, I think. So I'm gonna keep building. With this Paramount deal, give me iCarly. <laughs> give me give me what I want. Give me iCarly with a gun in her hand, going through gunning down Spider Man and shit. I'm also I'm on a, the Paramount Plus uh, homepage right now just to see like okay what are the things that they're pushing and uh, you know it's a mix it's a mix there's that uh, there's the new South Park special I could be down for some South Park in Fortnite I don't know how they make that work no with that's the art style Paramount is it I mean the South Park but the post COVID special is on the Paramount Plus like it's there they, have a, they have a deal with them yeah but like they don't own it Warner. they don't own the rights of the characters is what I'm saying I think that gotcha need, yeah. gotcha there's a uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Mm-hmm. That's on Paramount.
3: Sure. Sure. Ethan
1: Hunt. Oh. That would be fire. Yeah. Ethan Hunt would, would be great in Fortnite. I I'm also see looking that. at rubber. I honestly
3: could see that happening uh for the next one. The one in yeah, yeah,
0: Mission Impossible 7.
1: That actually makes a lot of sense. That lines up. Hell yeah. Cool. Tim, I cannot wait to see what Paramount characters get added into Fortnite, but that's probably just so far away. If I wanted to what's coming out to Mom Crop shops today. Where would I look?
0: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday.
1: (laughs) Out today, it's a light release week. You're getting Procross S7, which I've seen plenty of people getting excited about, and Starballs for Switch. Both of those are Starballs. Switch. Starballs. Uh, new days for you. The Company Man launches January 21st on Nintendo Switch Worldwide. And then Serious Sam Siberian Mayhem is coming out on January 25th on Steam. Uh, deals of the day for you. This is via Wario64. There is a Nintendo Switch Digital Games New Year sale. Uh, right now you can pick up games like Borderlands The Handsome Collection for $15.99. Uh, Burnout Paradise Remastered for $8.99. And Shin Megami Tensei V for $41.99. So hop on that. Now it is time for reader mail. Remember, you can go to patreon.com slash games where you can get the show ad-free. You can write in with your squad ups, but you can also get your questions read on the show just like malcontent Ronan did. Ronan writes in and says, hey guys, uh, and this is, all, this is all the way back to the 2K uh, or Take-Two Zynga uh, acquisition. I always recall hearing how the worst microtransactions in fact belong to the NBA 2K series. Uh, I say they belong... To Zynga, which pioneered predatory microtransactions with FarmVille, uh, creating the concepts of pay to win and pay just to keep playing. Seeing them undertake to you may result in nothing, but it also could easily result in pure evil. Kim, what say you? <laughs> damn,
0: uh, pure evil. I mean, like, you're not wrong, but like, damn, when you put it like that. Yeah, I mean, look, th- this is the kind of something I think we're going to see a lot more. And we've already seen a lot, which is kind of the... Uh, conglomeration of different monetization strategies where when you have the IP, your IP is only worth as much as you can sell it for. So find a bunch of different ways to sell it and make as much money as humanly possible from all of it. Take two are huge, right? Like we were saying earlier, like all the different IP that they have, like just counting NBA 2K and GTA. We're talking about two games that are on the top selling list every single month. Doesn't matter what month of the year it is um and you know in the case of gta we're talking a decade after release like that's insane um so taking that and applying this logic and like the microtransactions and all this stuff like yeah there's it's a slippery slope that they are sliding down
1: yeah yeah i mean i i think it's you're not wrong malcontent ronan in terms of hey zynga uh, in terms of microtransactions right like they're, they're i mean you can you can probably call them pioneers in terms of like mm-hmm. mobile monetization and how that has gone over the last decade and how that's grown and like in a lot of ways have has been predatory in a lot of ways has been pretty egregious in terms of oh yeah pay to win pay to continue pay to do ever to, to do anything even though you're downloading a free game uh i don't necessarily see that invading the like take two's console space Uh, do you see that stuff persisting in the way that it already persists on zynga uh or for zynga on the mobile side of things right i don't think take two buys zynga and goes all right now let's fix your monetization no they buy zynga and go cool let's keep that monetization because you guys are making money this is why we're buying you for 12 billion dollars to be that makes a lot of sense that like They find ways to translate their already existing IPs on onto mobile and figure out how to take those same monetization techniques and apply them to Take Two's IP. I think that is that is inevitable, and I I also think it's a thing that pretty much any big publisher, any big company that is making the transition to mobile probably has to reckon with to some extent. I think, you know, we we we're seeing um, or at least we've seen reports of PlayStation doing the same doing a similar shift uh, in terms of getting their games or their ips on mobile they've been hiring people to work on in in that division and figure that out for them i'm sure for them there's going to be a big there's going to be a big effort to figure out what does playstation monetization look like on mobile and you're probably going to see things that you're not super happy with. If you're a PlayStation fan out there, right? You're going to see games that you're going to see probably God of War or Horizon or whatever your, whatever IP that you like translated to mobile and then you're going to see monetization in those games in ways that make you go, "Ah oh, shit, really? Horizon? Oh, you're doing this Horizon? I think that's inevitable." I think even for the um companies that we've mentioned already that already have mobile strategies You've probably seen those there uh, as well. Even Nintendo, who I think historically, when you're talking about microtransactions and you're talking about like the the shit that we look at and like loot boxes, and all this shit that we're like, oh gross. Nintendo being the ones that historically even stay away from those things. There are some cases with Nintendo on the mobile games. Fire I think, Emblem Heroes. That stuff. Yeah, Fire Emblem Heroes. I forget the name of the of the. Dragalia uh, Lost. Yes, exactly. Dragalia Lost is what I was thinking of right. Like, you know, there are things here and there that you see in those games that you wouldn't historically see or traditionally see from nintendo on the console side i think that stuff is inevitable because that is what the mobile market is um but i don't look at this take two acquisition of zynga and go ah shit they're gonna they're gonna fuck it takes two Uh, or not it takes you sorry take two interact man now i see why that lawsuit took place uh they're gonna they're gonna fuck take two interactive it's like no Take Two Interactive already kind of has a lot of their own shit going on with NBA Two K and even with GTA Online. When you look at uh, the transactions there as well, I think it is what it is, and you know it's 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 a thing that we're gonna have to kind of deal with in the on the mobile side of things, sadly. Now it's time for kindofunnycom of slash you were wrong. Rewrite and let us know what we got wrong as you got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Xavier Spirit writes in and says, cider beer is nasty. Hashtag team beer. Xavier Spirit, I'm going to need you to time yourself out in the live chat for 69 seconds. Thank you very nice. much. Uh, Ignacio Rojas says, "2K already puts out mobile NBA 2K games. Appreciate that." Uh, Ignacio also also mentions that Civilization is all is also already on mobile. Uh, the full Civ Six game is on mobile, so thank you for that. Very good. You're wrongs right there. And then Timmy Buddy comes with the confirmation that Paramount indeed does not own South Park, but they own all the distribution distribution rights of the series. Trey Parker and Matt Stone, who created it, still own the rights to the characters and everything in the South Park universe. So there you go. Damn, they must there be balling. Them. A lot of money oh. in their
0: pockets. Oh yeah, big ballers. Just
1: swimming in hundreds. <laughs> That's it for kind of you're wrong. Uh, this week's host for kind of funny games daily go like this. Uh, tomorrow it is Greg and Gary Witta. Wednesday, it's me and Andy Cortez. Thursday, it's Greg and Tim motherfucking Geddes. And on Friday, we close it out with me and Tim Moore from GameSpot. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now after this is The Morning Show with Mike, Andy, and Nick. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, Each and every day, live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of Mm patreon.com slash Mm -hmm. kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.